What's going on, everybody? CEO Joe here. It is March, and I am pumped. March Madness is finally back this year. We made it. We did it. One year later, but we're here, okay? I'm even more excited to announce that Brandon Sports has partnered with Vigit. Vigit is a sports betting app that creates an interactive community for all sports and betting fans. They have betting trends. They have the latest news, the best odds. You can download it, use the link below, download it, use promo code branded. You can go in there, you can make your own picks with Vigit coins. And here's the best part, you win actual prizes. That's right, tangible prizes, they send them right to you. It's unbelievable. But the bigger news is, Brandon Sports and Vigit have partnered together for the Vigit Challenge. That's right, March 20th live. Brandon Sports will be broadcasting from our Twitter, our Facebook, our Twitch, anywhere else that you can get Brandon Sports content. We're gonna be streaming for roughly about eight hours. Six bloggers. We're gonna be making picks all day. And one blogger, one, who has the most points at the end of the day, the most Vigit coins, is gonna win $500 cold, hard cash. All right, you're not gonna to wanna to miss a minute of it. It's gonna be intense. We've we got Stateside Vodka is sponsoring it as well. So we're gonna be all over the place. It's gonna be an absolute mess. You don't wanna miss it. Make sure you tune in live March 20th. All right, roughly around noon, we're gonna be kicking off. Until then, link below, download the Vigit app, use promo code branded, bet with us, gamble with us, and win with us all day March 20th for that hashtag Vigit Challenge. Put that back on the screen. Um, if you can read, it says Marquise Goodwin. G-O-O-D is good. G-O-D is God. Okay? He was Goodwin, really struggling with that. Godwin. One O is God. Two O's is good. Hey, that hasn't happened yet, so you're confusing a whole lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get rid of you because otherwise we're going to be here for the next 47 minutes until we crank. That also hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds like versus Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Dude, is gone. Know, if this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach Being the team you promised me you were gonna be this year this is the consciously hopeful podcast i'll be watching welcome to episode 50 that is right we made it 50 episodes can you believe it because i can't believe it it is birds versus boys brought to you by stateside vodka and powered by branded sports KMS and Aiden here with you. We are deep into free agency. The league year has started. St. Patty's Day has passed. Aiden, how are you, my friend? I'm here. I'm can't say anything more than that. I'm SpongeBob or I'm Squidward at the window, just looking at everybody else have fun. St. Mm -hmm. Patrick's Day, everyone's celebrating. I'm at work. Everyone's spending money in free agency. I have no money to spend. So I'm here. I'm alive. Um Programming notes before we get into everything we want to talk about, because there is still stuff going on with our team. So our guest tonight, Cal Humans of DallasCowboys.com. Second time uh, on the show. Second time, friend of the program. Mm -hmm. 
he does also does the draft so so you know we're talking draft but he is a pros pro i'm just fascinated at how good he is at his age and you'll hear him again just has he has the voice you know he's got the it factor to be in this industry for a long time mm-hmm. uh we have the Viget challenge coming up on saturday for march madness for branded sports that'll be live streamed from branded sports you'll see us talking about it if you follow us on twitter speaking of twitter follow birds vs voice bot on twitter and they uh we have our new merchandise in the store too on branded sports for our new shirts. So I think that covers programming notes. Can't dilly dally on that because the free agency moves are coming fast and furious here, Kevin. It, oh yeah, just flying out of the gate here for the Cowboys and Eagles, just soaring out of the gate. They are like a horse during the Kentucky Derby that just bang right out of the gate. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. I can't believe how fast they run. I love the one year in the NBA when there was clearly tampering. So at like 602, Woj just shot off 200 tweets at once because he had them all saved in his drafts because all the deals were already done. And this year they took it one step further in the NFL where they didn't even wait for the league year. They were just like, all right, we're just going to do the deals on Monday. Even though the league year starts Tuesday at four. They're like, fuck it, we're done. Contracts are out. It was. Even this year too. It's just like, you know, the the way the Patriots just – went to town that first day and it was just like tweet after tweet after tweet is like Patriots, 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 Patriots. It was just like, okay, well, Bill was ready to go. And they, they did make some good moves. So let's, how about we talk about them first? Cause we can tie okay. that to our team and, and then go from there with the Cowboys and Eagles stuff. So they did make some good moves. The two that obviously stick out for Eagles fans are Nelson Aguilar and Jalen Mills. Can I just say that this is going to backfire on the Eagles fans? Like this yes. will always backfire on us. Yes. Um, I, I can't wait for Nelson Aguilar to be touching, catching touchdown passes and Jalen Mills being a pro bowl cornerback. Well, here's the thing about Jalen. I think like for four years, everybody was like, he's not fast enough to play corner. That's why he keeps getting burnt. Why don't you try him at safety? And after Malcolm left, they tried him at safety and then it started to work and they like finally figured it out. And now he's gone, and Bill Belichick's going to reap the benefits up in Foxborough with it. So I can legitimately see him being a solid NFL safety, which is what we've been saying for five years. And you can't can't knock him on his try. That that guy gives 110% every time he's on the field, even if he looks like a doofus when he's doing the... I will miss the finger wags when yeah. he did nothing but the quarterback sailed at 15 yards over the receiver's uh-huh. head. I will, I will certainly miss that. I'll miss the green hair. No, I mean, he was a seventh-round draft pick. So the value you got in the seventh round Absolutely. for that, I mean, yep. hats off. I think, the, you know, Jordan Malata, Jalen Mills, two seventh-round picks, kudos to them for, for finding these gems. Are they going to be Pro Bowl players or, or Hall of Famers? No, but fantastic value for Jalen. And he will be, uh, I think he'll be a good signing for Bill Belichick up there and, and provide some uh, solid spark on defense. Yeah. This is, hey, this is what good teams do, man. They they go out and they get players when they're available. They get players that, you know, either they're Pro Bowl caliber or they're players like Jalen Mills and the coach like Bill Belichick sees what you just were talking about that, hey, it's starting to come together for this guy. If we bring him up here in our system, I could see him flourishing and, you know, teams like I'm going to talk about it later during the TikToks, but, you know, like Kyle Long, he was available. He's a good player. And who gets him? The Kansas City Chiefs. That's just what good teams do. What bad teams do is they sit around and they re-sign Jordan Lewis, who is a cornerback for your team, who has been unable to start for your team for the last four years to a three-year deal worth $16.5 million. 
Yeah, so our teams aren't as hot out of the gate, which is fine. We knew they yep. didn't have a lot of money yep. to spend. They never do. Yep. Uh, your mom asked you for Christmas, do you want one big present or do you want a bunch of little presents? And you guys chose the big present. And Dak uh-huh. Prescott, we know going in, it wasn't going to be blockbuster deals all over the place. But uh, you can go ahead and touch on what you guys are doing. Uh, are you concerned at all that they haven't made many moves or anything like that? So, uh, or oh, all right, Yeah, so I'll, I'll run... I'll run down the, the the gamut of moves that they've made so far. So leaving the Cowboys so far, uh, Awuzie is gone. He's going to the Bengals. Cam Irving, their swing tackle is left, gone to the Panthers. They cut Chris Jones, their punter, which I'm happy about. That's going to save them a lot of money. So far coming in, they have signed C.J. Goodwin. The cornerback is staying with the Cowboys. He is their special team's ace. I do like this deal. I was very happy that they were able to keep him. Um they also are keeping Noah Brown on a one-year deal, wide receiver, which I'm very happy about. Also very good on special teams, and when he's in the game, he always makes plays. And then, like I said, they have re-signed Jordan Lewis, also the cornerback, to a three-year deal worth $16.5 million, $8 million guaranteed. Hate this deal. Um, and they also brought in an offensive tackle, the only player from outside coming in so far, Ty Nishiki. Um, I don't know, but he's from the Bills. He's an offensive tackle. He is, I think, 33 or 34 years old. Don't love that. But he did start 15 games for those last year, which I do like. Cowboys need offensive line depth. Like I keep saying, this is not 2016 anymore. They do not have that premier prestige offensive line anymore, so they need to build around that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on it with Kyle Humans, but this is the Cowboys' MO, man. They, they don't go after top flight free agents they're not going to sign guys to big deals i mean last year their big signings were don terry poe and gerald mccoy how'd that turn out and daryl warley how'd that turn out daryl warley and don terry poe got cut mid-season gerald mccoy never made it in a snap and i'll bet you money that mccoy is probably going to come back they're probably going to re-sign him and tout that signing um but this secondary needs some help and there's some corners out there there's some good names in the safety position and the cornerback position that they can go out and sign on the somewhat cheap build around their guys their young guys like Diggs and brown and i guess now jordan lewis and then they can focus on other positions in the draft going after like a guy named like slater the offensive tackle instead of having to reach because i the more I watch this film, I don't know. I don't know if I love Farley or Sertan all the way up in ten. So I am not very happy so far. But this is exactly where I knew I was going to be a couple of days in free agency. I was about to say, I, I know you kind of like you said, and you touched on this, and you'll touch on this with the interview too. But that's kind of their mo: not to play it big, play it fast, play it loose. Sometimes. That is the Eagles MO. Not this year. Yeah. We don't have the money to do it. So we took the hands-off approach. And I think both of our teams, cap space wise, next year, yep. as the cap goes up, why spend money now? I think we're better suited. I could see us both being spenders next year, 2022, 2023. But again, that just stretches. We talk about it pretty much every week at this point, but just how important this draft is going to be. We needed to get younger as it was. You don't do that going through free agency. You do it through the draft. I do think if we're doing this podcast next year and the Eagles don't kill me this season, that we'll be talking about us making some some bigger moves. I don't think the Eagles are going to kill you because, well, they might, because I was going to say you have expectations for them being bad this year. 
but that does not tell your brain once the game starts on Sundays that the expectations are reality and you're still going to be three and a half inches away from the TV screaming. There is zero doubt in my mind that this very untalented team is going to start 2-0, and suck me back in, and then crucify me for the next 14, 15 weeks, I'm sorry, 17 games. And mm-hmm. they'll end up like eight and nine and miss the playoffs. I, I that's kind of just how it goes. I was saying that with, with the Viga challenge that we're doing because Joe predicted I'd come in second place, and I'm like, well, I can't even like argue with that disc because yeah, that's kind of how my life goes, just falling like mm-hmm. just short of five hundred dollars. <laughs> that would be kind of kind of how the Eagles go most times too. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I uh, I knew this was going to be what it was going to be for both of us. Because it's just why you didn't have the money. The Cowboys had 18 million to spend, and now they're gonna have a, even a little bit more with Chris Jones, even though they signed a couple guys. I think they have around 15 million. So they have the ability right now to sign a couple guys, but it's it's not gonna be this week, probably not next week. It's you know they're It'll bottom of the filling. barrel fishing, and that's what they get. Yep. Yep, they'll be they're the catfish at the bottom of the sea. Uh-huh. Whatever food falls down is what they're gonna get. Yep. So and I uh, Vince is pulling up the cap space graphic right now. I was referencing that a few times here as I put together my research for this show. I'll shout out the Eagles. It's red right now. But technically, once these transactions officially go through, they will be in the green, baby. We can't sign anybody, but mm-hmm. we are in the green. I think bigger, bigger news with the Eagles is who is out compared to who is in. So yep. officially... Alshon Jeffrey and Malik Jackson were released. Marquise Goodwin was reverted back to the 49ers. I have never heard of that before. Uh, yeah. So can you walk us through what that means? He just, I mean, I, I saw that the Eagles got a seventh round pick back and he's just back with the Niners, right? Do you know how many moves Philadelphia sports teams have made over the years where I wish Every morning I woke and wished I could have reverted the deal that they did. <laughs> and you were telling me now we could be doing this the whole time. <laughs> You're telling me when I was watching Markel Fultz instead of Jason Tatum, I couldn't have been like, ah, wait, revert, revert, revert. I want to tell it me differently. You've got two pairs of gloves this entire time. <sighs> I also oh, like yeah, Kiko Alonso for LaShawn McCoy. I would have, can we revert DeMarco signing DeMarco Murray? We couldn't have reverted that. <laughs> so I guess there was like a, a stipulation in the contract that Marquise Goodwin, if we didn't meet the contract stipulations, he got re- reverted back to San Francisco. So he has been, and then the 49ers have released him. So they and, cleared uh, out four and a half million in cap space. Producer Vince, I know you, you've been in school the closest out of the three of us here. Put that back on the screen. Um, if you can read, it says Marquise Goodwin. G O O D is good. G O D is God. Okay. He was Goodwin, really struggling with that. Godwin. One O is God. Two O's is good. Hey, that hasn't happened yet. So you're confusing a whole lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get rid of you because otherwise we're going to be here for the next 47 minutes until we prank. That also hasn't happened yet. <laughs> It's like the episode of The Office when uh, mm-hmm. Andy's phone is going off in his pocket. He's like, because you're a murderer, <laughs> Sweeney Todd. But you don't know that yet. Yeah. Uh, 
That's great episode. So Andy's play. Great episode. But you're uh, a murderer. But you don't know that Just yet. Just like you, sweetie Todd. But you don't know that yet. Oh, God. All right. One last thing on the Eagles here in terms yep. of people going out. Uh, Zach Ertz is seemingly negotiating his own trade. They've given him permission to seek uh, teams that would trade for him. I still think Zach Ertz has a lot of value. I think he could be good somewhere else. His problem is he's clearly leaving. Yep. Wants to leave. The team wants him to leave. So other teams are like, why would I trade for you? You know, like why give up draft capital when you are clearly trying to get out of there? That's how everything works. Yeah. I mean, I I hope he goes somewhere where he can produce and have a chance to win another ring. Maybe it's... Kansas City with his brother, or I don't know, maybe it's Miami. Who knows? Or not with his brother. Sorry, I was yeah, I was Kelsey. thinking of yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, wow, they're pretty much brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know, Kansas City, Miami, Carolina. Carolina is one I can see. The Bills are one. I would love yeah, the Bills would be great. Vince shouted out. I could see them because he could go to a contender. Another yep. option, Hunter Henry went to the Patriots. So yep. I, I can see him filling that void and kind of just giving Justin Herbert somebody to throw to. I think uh, Zach Ertz has made his money just being like that safety valve for quarterbacks. And what's better for a young quarterback than getting a guy like that? So I think LA Chargers would be a perfect place for him. So we'll see. A lot of names on the move uh, in terms of that. So uh, I think that's it for the Eagles for right now because it, it's going to be more of this. Oh, one other thing. Carson Wentz is a Colt. Breaking news, in case you haven't heard. Didn't know that. If you didn't know, it's a big thing. It was all in the newspapers yesterday. Brand so, new. Brand new. Huge news. Blockbuster deal. Um, he's having a press conference today when you listen to this. Mm-hmm. Philly media is upset that they're not allowed into the press conference, that they just want Colts media in. I'm sorry. I am the biggest Carson Wentz defender in the entire world. But why is Philly media upset about this? Like, why the fuck would the Colts PR team want Howard Eskin in there asking questions about Carson Wentz's relationship with the Eagles? Like, why? Why? It, he's a Colt now. It's over. In what world would he want to, like, would they let that happen? Like, if you're a Colts fan and you're listening to your new quarterback, do you want to be like, oh, Howard Eskin here. Hey, do you and Doug Peterson fucking hate each other? Like, no. They're just, that was never going to happen. Why would that ever happen? If Russell Wilson gets traded to the Bears, are they going to be like, hey, so-and-so, jack off from the Seattle Times. Hey, uh, do you and Pete Carroll hate each other? Like, that's just, like, not how life works. I don't know why people are so upset about that. It's the most Philly thing I've ever fucking heard, and it's exactly why I fucking hate Philly media. I hate Philly fans, and I hate Philly sports. All right, it's the trifecta. Me too. I mean, I think we, I think we can all agree on that on all fronts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate oh, them. Can you I'm allowed to say it. You're not allowed to say it. Oh, can I'm you allowed imagine, to say it. Can you imagine hopping in on like that press conference, like someone objecting to a wedding, like he sucks. He's not going to be good. I'm also going to bleep that name. <laughs> he makes a good point please believe that name <laughs> so we don't get in trouble yes. but um i mean yeah i just don't get where they're coming from like obviously this is a this is a press conference about him being a colts quarterback like no one in indianapolis yeah. or indiana he's moving forward he's moving forward as should i 
and you and us. The only the only media person from Philadelphia that should be allowed in there is Giovanni. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how much even more mad they would be if they let him in there as a reporter to ask a question? Yes. Wait. How great was it that jersey numbers are like a big thing now, and it became a bigger thing because Michael mm-hmm. Pittman wouldn't give up number eleven, so people were like making it a big deal. And Giovanni gets to break the media news that uh, of Carson Wentz's jersey number. Loved it. Can you imagine if they're like, we're allowing one Philadelphia media member, Giovanni. Giovanni. That would, oh. if I, if it was like a town hall of all the towns in America or all the sports towns in America, and you had to send like one person from your town, I would probably choose him. Like he would probably be our best and best. Like probably. he wouldn't embarrass us. <laughs> He's not like an angry yelling person that's on the radio all the time. Mm-hmm. And yep. he knows what he's talking about. So <laughs> I would think I'd feel safest if he went and was our ambassador. Uh, hey, Giovanni, I've, I've sent the couple DMs. Come on. We want to have you on, man. Would love to uh, have you on. Yeah, I'll have him on for sure. Would, would be great. All right. Let's, uh, let's get in here with, with Kyle because I know we're going to talk a little more free agency. We're going to dip our toes in the draft as well. Um, so – Coming up next, we are going to be joined by our good friend. Um, follows me on Instagram, looks at my stories. No big deal. Kyle Yeomans from DallasCowboys.com. Um, had him on Branded Radio last week. Oh, and special notice, everybody. This Saturday, Aiden Powers will be on Branded Radio with myself and CEO Joe. A little third chair action, huh? How, how funny is it that I forgot to put that in the programming notes at the beginning yeah. that right. I'm, I'm on branded radio this week. Got a lot going on, man. It's hard yes, to keep up. I'm big a challenge. We got, we got a lot. Um, so like the triangle is, is always fantastic. It's good content. We know what we're talking about. It's also pretty fun. It is. So who do we have coming up next? Aiden? Kyle humans. All right, we are here with one of our favorite guys, second time on the show. He's from DallasCowboys.com, Talking Cowboys, the draft show, which, again, I will plug like I did on Brandon Radio. If you are a draft junkie or you want to know more about the draft or you want to know everything about every single prospect in this draft, listen and watch the draft show. Trust me, it's it's the only reason last year and the year before guys were getting drafted in like the seventh round. I was like, "Ooh, I know that name. Why do I know that name? I'm like, oh, from the draft show. It's Kyle Humans. Kyle, how are you, man? I'm good, as always. Glad to join you guys. And hey, yeah, you're right. It, it, it is a lot of fun. And the best part about the draft show, I mean, of course, I'm employed by DallasCowboys.com. So the majority of my time is spent talking Cowboys. This legitimately could be a fun listen for anybody whether you're a Cowboys fan or an Eagles fan or anything, we do have a Cowboys spin on it. And we'll talk about the Cowboys every once in a while, but I would say 75% of it is prospects and scenarios and front office inside. It really is. It's a ton of fun. I, I highly encourage you to check it out. Not even for me, forget me. It's everyone else that's on the show. That's the best part about it. Yeah. Those guys, I mean, I, we've had Kavanaugh on. So Brian brought us is, is a guy that I would love to have on, but though, yeah, everybody on that show is unbelievable. And I can attest to that because I'm an Eagles fan and I have listened to the show before. And <laughs> so there you go. And being six and 10 here in draft order, we're going to be talking about a lot of the same prospects here mm-hmm. anyway. So might as well get the scoop. Okay. For people who know what to talk Amen. about. So 
This well, year and, it's amplified. <laughs> well, and not only that, but also whenever the Cowboys are picking 10, it's like, okay, who are the who are the Eagles going to pick at six? Because that's yep. a, it's a big question because the Eagles have a premium spot, and I don't necessarily want to guard Jamar Chase with our DBs the next five years. That doesn't sound fun to me at all. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith doesn't sound fun either. I mean, maybe a little bit more fun than, than Jamar Chase, but – Either way, like uh, in uh, shoot, of course, a quarterback could go there too. But no, that's a that's a different topic, different conversation. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go down. That road. Oh, we could be here a while. <laughs> oh. All right, let's, before let's, we uh, yeah, before we head into the draft, let's let's talk a little free agency. So Dallas Cowboys, we were talked about this before you came on. They're creeping out of the gate as they always do and cowboys nation is always freaks out every year why aren't they making a splash they never do so woozie has gone cam irving's gone chris jones got cut they're re-signing a lot of their own right cj goodwin's back um noah brown and now they just signed jordan lewis to a three-year deal so give us your take on on how the cowboys out of the gate are doing so far is it exactly what you expected it's exactly what I think we all expected as as those that cover the team and then those that are have been around this team for an extended period of time. And a good reason for that is the Dak Prescott deal. I mean, once you got that deal done, like like you just said, signing your own, that's really what the priority has been all together. And it was that first domino that really needed to fall. And once you got that deal done last week, it really kind of opened the gates of, okay, where do we go next? Now, it didn't necessarily say just because there's a next step here doesn't mean it has to be a giant leap. It, it just you got to figure things out. And I think the best way to do that is find discounts. Some of those discounts are your hometown discounts. And that's what I think Jordan Lewis did. 16 mil over three years. He probably could have gotten a bigger deal elsewhere because slot corners are our premium position. And he doesn't play it at a at a at uh, an extremely high level, but he plays it at a starter-esque level. And I think that's something that is to be considered. And a lot of people are going to look at that deal and say, yeah, they they brought him back for less than maybe what Cheeto made. But at the same time, it's still going to be a good deal for this Cowboys team. They did lose some pieces, though. Outside of Cheeto, I think Joe Thomas was a huge loss for their team. in terms of linebacker depth. You saw what he did last year when Leighton Vander Esch missed a significant amount of time. Once again, wasn't a great linebacker. He's not going to go out and make a football or anything, but the fact that he had depth. And you could trust 48 to enter the game if, if 55 or 54 got hurt. And talking about Jalen Smith on the other side, it was huge to have that kind of that 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 safety net. And that's what Joe Thomas was. Now I think the Cowboys have a little bit of added in, emphasis in going and getting a safety net at linebacker because that's such a health issue, or it has been a health issue over the last couple of years for this franchise. Uh, but those are the two ones that kind of stuck out as Jordan Lewis staying. And then along with Cheeto leaving, which was not no surprise, we knew he was going to get a deal somewhere, and Cincinnati happened to be that place. But Jordan Lewis coming back is is a big deal uh, to to kind of supplement that as well. I, I was I got to tell you, I was also happy with Noah Brown and CJ Goodwin coming back. Goodwin is a, is a special teams ace. I was very happy, and Noah Brown special teams guy too. And I was saying this Aiden as well. seems like every time 85 is on the field and the ball comes his way, he makes a play. It may not be a ton, but when his number's called, he's always making a play. I think the fact that Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson are coming back, it's, it, it pretty much sets you up prior to the draft for your offense, because now you're pretty much set. Even though you lost 
Cam Irving, I think you're feeling okay in terms of depth at tackle because of Brandon I, because of Terrence Steele and the snaps that they saw early on. But you were worried about that fourth wide receiver. Of course, on the draft show, if you've listened to the draft show, I really want to – oh, it is this one. I really want to pick the guy out of my school in North Texas and Jalen Darden. I don't know if that's going to happen anymore because uh, I think they have that fourth and fifth wide receiver because Noah Brown signed, like you said, and then they picked up the, t- uh, the tender on Cedric Wilson. So they have both of those guys. It's the same receiving cores you saw last year, which is really exciting, I think, about this organization. Agreed. Very deep receiver room. Very jealous of it as well. <laughs> so I know you touched on the, the DAC contract a bit ago, and we won't get too much into it because I'm sure you've talked about it enough. So <laughs> let's throw a little bit of a wrinkle into it, though. Okay. So Washington brings in a quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they've made some serious moves in free agency. Mm-hmm. Do you think they are a legit contender who kind of intimidates you a little bit, or do you think the Cowboys are a little bit stronger because of the stability that Dak Prescott brings them? I said prior to the the addition of, of Ryan Fitzpatrick that the Cowboys were better right now than Washington. But I said if the, if the Washington football team can find a quarterback, then all of a sudden they are the contender, I think, to beat in the NFC East. They have that young defense. They have so many good pass rushers in a division, might I add, that struggles on the offensive line, or at least they did last year. I mean, Philadelphia's offensive line had holes. Cowboys, of course, that ended up being, outside of the DAC injury, the number one storyline in 2020. And then, of course, we've seen what what New York is dealing with with their offensive line. So I think whenever that – team comes together with a quarterback and Ryan Fitzpatrick don't get me wrong he's a great quarterback but he's also a placeholder until they Mm -hmm. finally find that Mm -hmm. next guy and it's a great placeholder and he's been a placeholder in many places throughout (laughs) his career and and he's made a career out of that and I'm sure he'll come in and play well he's better than Alex Smith he'll make that team go and that team will probably buy in around what what Ryan Fitzpatrick is doing but I'm excited to kind of see where they go next, because are they going to try and go get a franchise quarterback this year, or are they going to wait and try and do it maybe after a year of Ryan Fitzpatrick? Of course, they don't have a ton of draft capital sitting there at 19. Those top five quarterbacks are probably going to be gone before then. Maybe a Mac Jones falls, maybe, but that's even a little bit of a stretch in its own right. So I don't see them taking a guy maybe in the second or third round. I think that if they're going to ride with Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're going to not mess with quarterback this year, and then they'll try and address it down the road. Yeah, they're kind of in a weird place, and I guess that speaks to why the DAC deal was so important because you kind of end up in that purgatory when you're in the middle where you're you're too good to end up in a spot where you could draft one of those top guys, mm-hmm. uh, but not bad enough to, to, to be there. So, you know, it's like that where if you have your guy, get your guy, invest in your guy, and be done, and they're kind of – that step away if you don't have a quarterback you don't have anything yep you don't and if you have multiple quarterbacks you have zero quarterbacks Mm -hmm. oh that's for sure (laughs) and they've had that problem in the past as well i mean look at the past year i mean you had kyle allen you had dwayne haskins you had alex smith they didn't have a quarterback last year until alex smith finally took over the reins and then when he got hurt then it was taylor henneke and then all of a sudden everything broke loose in washington and it was crazy but i i think with washington they are actually they this is going to sound weird coming out of my mouth they built their team right they did they built a young core on both sides of the football that's pretty even I mean you talk about Terry McLaurin as a wide receiver you talk about Antonio Gibson and what he brings from a tailback position I mean they've got a lot of talent on that ball club and they're I mean their offensive line is getting better as they go along 
it, it's it's a quarterback away from being a really good team, and that's what's scary, I think, for NFC East teams. Luckily, they won the division, I think, and they, they went on to win the division, didn't really have an issue. Uh, uh, it, it, we don't have that issue of them picking 11th or 12th where they can maybe put some picks together and go up and get a quarterback. Now, they still might try and do that, but it'll just definitely be much harder. Yeah, agreed. All right, so outside of the NFC East and, and the Cowboys, we're going to do this later, Aiden, myself, and Vince, our favorite, three favorite free agent signings so far. And Kyle Van Noy just re-signed with the Patriots. So are, do you have a couple of your favorite signings so far with throughout the whole league? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I need to look at a list of the signings if I'm going to do it. The funny one is it, it, the one that made my eyebrows raise a little bit more than others was Andy Dalton going to mm-hmm. Chicago. I think that one was one uh, that was really interesting to me. I wouldn't say that's a favorite, but it's something. Uh, I do like Emmanuel Sanders going to Buffalo. It, it, that's kind of a sneaky one for me. It was kind of under the radar. Tom Pelissero came out with that one. But I think the, the way that Emmanuel Sanders – plays when he's healthy that's going to be something to to look out for paired with Stefan Diggs and and what they're bringing up in in Buffalo Josh Allen I mean if he finds a guy uh, who's a bit of a burner which Emmanuel Sanders is a burner he may have a better season than he's had previously Uh, what about the tight end signings in New England Mm -hmm. Jonah Smith and Hunter Henry are on their way to New England for like big time money and now Cam Newton doesn't have to throw the ball over 10 yards anymore. And I think that kind of <laughs> that's what it is. Hey, we, we, we couldn't throw it more than 10 yards with Cam Newton last year, so let's not make him. Let's throw some tight ends in here that are going to be really good. They're going to run like 14 personnel next year. Mm-hmm. One wide receiver, or one running back and four tight ends. Just forget the wide receiver, commi- uh, wide receiver position all, all together. I think that's going to be fun. Um, I'm looking through some of these others. Do you guys have any that stand out to you while I look through the rest of the names? Well, Kevin said Emmanuel Sanders to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. was great. Oh. So yeah, I was about to say that was perfect. You said that. And then I said the tight ends in New England. Uh-huh. So we were all oh, the same yeah. way. Like, so we're good. Like, yeah. As you were we'll saying that, up. like, I think he and I were like, looking like this works out very well. <laughs> I know those are the only ones I had off the top of my head. Now I'm like scrolling through a list frantically to look at the other ones that are pretty fun. Tack McKinley going to the Browns is kind of fun mm-hmm. uh, because I, I don't think he was utilized as well as he could have been in, uh, in Atlanta, and now he goes opposite of of Miles Garrett. That could be interesting. Yeah, that could be. I like. Um, yeah, uh, um, I do like Patrick Peterson going to the Vikings because I was hoping there was going to be some way we could have brought him down to Dallas, bring in some veteran leadership for the young corners. But you know, he gets a one year deal for ten million up in Minnesota, even yeah. though Aiden does not like Vikings purple. <laughs> well, the only thing is with with Patrick Peterson and the, the possibility with the Cowboys is he, if he were to come here, one, he would have had to take a lot less money than he ended up getting with the $10 million deal. And it, and it wasn't going to happen. He's a veteran. He wants his, his, his check. I get it completely get it. And I, I knew it was unlikely to, 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 to begin with, but if you could have enticed him enough to come here and play, I don't know if switching him to safety would have been the answer of enticing him. I don't think he wants to switch to safety and, nor I don't think he will with Minnesota. He might, he may still might switch over to safety. I just don't think he will. So the fact of, of Patrick Peterson or the idea of Patrick Peterson 
coming to Dallas. I thought that was a little far-fetched. Mm-hmm. I put it as a Cinderella pick on my Talking Cowboys this week, as in Cinderella, of course, in the March Madness. It's like very unlikely to happen. He was my Cinderella pick. I think it would have been a lot of fun. I think it would fit these young DBs really, really well in Dallas. I just didn't think it was possible. Agreed. Yeah, I think that's fair. Money-wise, it's all about the money. and Yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes money talks so, money talks all right let's transition away from the money and free agency and into the draft we brought up the draft show before so i know this is a big topic right up your out so we'll get into it i have a name here that i'm gonna put out for you because i think both fan bases talk about this name quite a bit leading up to the draft kyle pitts yes if he's there at 10 do you pull the trigger or do you say we need to patch up this defense first? So the thing with Kyle Pitts, it's it's intriguing because as a tight end out of Florida, he's different. He He's probably, if you had to put every draft pick on the board here and said, which one's going to be a Hall of Famer, you would point at Kyle Pitts. He's the one that's most likely to be a, a Hall of Famer whenever all is said and done, because he's special. He's not your regular inline blocking tight end, which he can do, by the way. He can block <laughs> with the best of them. <laughs> he's just He is a weapon beyond belief in terms of the passing game. Special talent. He's got the complete package to be a modern tight end. He could be an outside receiver as well. It, with his size, that's how quick he is. That's how good of a route runner he is. That He's got a catch radius that I don't know if scouts have ever seen coming out of the college level quite like his. So, it's intriguing. The only thing I have to say about it, and I've said this on a couple of our shows so far, that with the Cowboys specifically picking at 10, I love the idea of a Hall of Fame tight end and Kyle Pitts. However, you've got two tight ends on the roster right now, one of which played the entire 2020 season in Dalton Schultz, who we thought was a little undersung, didn't really get an opportunity to shine, and he played quite well. He, he did. He had, he had a career year. Mm-hmm. Ended up with uh, more yards, I think, in his single season here than he ever did in his entire career in by, like, I think it was like 20 times more. So it was crazy, like, the year that he had. And he was filling in for Blake Jarwin, who you gave a three-year deal in the offseason prior to him uh, injuring himself in the first game of the year. Plus, if you look all the way back over the past 20 years with the Dallas Cowboys, you've had a Hall of Fame tight end. His name was Jason Witten. And you still don't have any rings to show for it. And so, and that's nothing against Jason Witten. I love Jason Witten. He was one of my favorite players of all time. I've got a shirt in my closet over there with Jason <laughs> Witten on the back. I love Jason Witten. But a Hall of Fame tight end isn't going to make me as excited about this organization as going and getting either a, a, a stud offensive lineman, a stud corner. They could be Hall of Famers or not, even if they're just barely Pro Bowlers. If they make one or two Pro Bowlers or Pro Bowls in their career, I think I'd feel more excited about that than I would maybe Kyle Pitts. And that's that's just kind of what the Cowboys situation. If I'm in need of a tight end, I trade up and go get the guy because I don't want him to go to a team that looks at him and says, yeah, we don't really need a tight end, but I'm going to take him anyways. I would go get this guy because he's that good. I just don't think the Cowboys are in a spot where they can do that and feel good about it. I like that point about Jason Witten. Mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, I have never thought of that before, but that is a very good point. <laughs> it is. What about trade back scenarios for the Cowboys? Do you think it's a realistic thing? I, I was watching 
uh, our guy Jeff Cavanaugh do a mock draft online the other day, and he was sitting there, and Waddle was sitting there at 10, and he was screaming, and he traded back, and then Waddle was still sitting there again, and he was freaking out. Um, I know you like Waddle too, but do you think trade back scenarios is something that could actually happen? Because I don't think I would hate it in this draft. I wouldn't hate it either, and I don't think it's unlikely. I still think the Cowboys would rather pick at 10, uh, just also because what are you going to gain from mm-hmm. uh, from a trade back here? You're going to gain maybe a couple top 100 picks, but you already have 10 picks in the draft, four yep. of which are in the top 100. So it's kind of an odd draft. If, th- if this was the same scenario, same draft class, but you had six picks – I would probably do it a little bit more. I would be more enticed to do it. But you have so many comp picks. You had a leak high for your go your way uh, last week when they announced those. But if if the board falls in a way where there's four or five guys there that you really like uh, at 10, why not trade down a couple spots? Try and pick up a top 100 pick because it would probably take a second or a third round pick to trade down with. Uh, either San Francisco, maybe L.A., maybe New England wants to go up and get a quarterback. I know they just signed Cam Newton, but that doesn't mean they're not shopping for a quarterback. If you wanted to drop back to 15, there's a chance some of those good players are there. Or if you wanted to drop back further, I think J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina, might be available in the late teens, early 20s. Just don't trade with Washington. Don't give them a quarterback. But that's my one thing. Uh, but I think there's options there with the Cowboys, but it's going to be a lot of what's there whenever we come up after the first nine picks. Because right now it looks like it's going to be one of the top two corners, which is Patrick Satan, Michaela Farley, or it'll be Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle, who could play guard out of Northwestern. So I think kind of the the addition of those three guys, I think you would probably rather pick them. But if they're not sold on those guys, or if there's more than just those three that are available and that you could potentially end up selecting. Why not just drop back a couple spots and then select one of those five guys as well. And I I think that perfectly leads into something Aiden and I wanted us to do with grading out some of the top guys on the Cowboys board. But before we get to that, I have one, one other question for you. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about my guy, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Yeah. You watched his film yet? Oh yeah. I've watched plenty of his film. Let me pull up my notes on (laughs) it because I've got a lot of them. I mean, you talk about just a a pure athlete and everybody that I know has been around the Cowboys is probably thinking, oh, no, another Notre Dame linebacker. (laughs) Do this again, shall we? Uh, No, this guy is actually first round caliber and he looks better than what Jalen Smith looked like prior to Jalen Smith's senior season injury. And that like that's a lot because Jalen Smith was going to be a top 15 pick prior to Mm -hmm. his senior season injury. But this guy, I think, is more clean. Uh, the way I, I wrote it down here while I was watching his tape, burst of lightning and a pleasure to watch. Reads the play extremely well and is sticky in coverage, which for a linebacker, of course, we know that's not a lie. Quick to finish a play and never really lets a ball carrier go. He had only 10 missed tackles his final season. And as a linebacker, that might sound like a lot, but even just barely on the edge of d- double digits there, it's pretty darn good because you're hitting guys all the time. You fall in love with him. You fall in love with him when you watch the tape. It, he The only thing – that you're really kind of worried about is the size because he's, he's lightning quick. He's got change of direction. He's got coverage ability, but he's six foot one, 215 pounds. And as a linebacker, there's that back to back to back collision. There's that short shelf life of a linebacker. I'm knocking Jeremiah Wusukoromora, not because of how good of a player he is, but because of the position he plays. And I think that's what's scary a lot 
are scaring a lot of these teams by as well because they're even talking, is there potentially moves to safety? Is there a chance that he goes back and plays as a box safety? He could be really, really good as a box safety, but I think his best fit is definitely a linebacker. So it, it's a, it, it'll be a tightrope to walk. I'm interested to see where he goes because I think he's good enough to go at 10. I don't think the Cowboys would pick him at 10. Or at least I hope I hope the Cowboys don't pick him at ten. <laughs> but don't pick a linebacker at ten. That's my thing. But he could go from ten to twenty-five. He could even go outside of the first round. He could fall if we need to, because or it, it, like if he's looked at in a certain way because of his size and because of the position, because of the shelf life. That's the scary part about him. But overall, as a player, man, he is a ton of fun to watch. I love that. We we had a. a- interview our last interview who a good friend was on and we brought up that name and he was just like nope and we were like did you watch film he's like not a snap but he was just like notre dame linebacker i'm out oh yeah <laughs> didn't watch anything uh-huh. i'm saying the same thing it, i mean it's like a it's like a not an alabama receiver because there's a lot of alabama receivers that have been really it's like a it's like a texas receiver how about that yep. like yeah. a UT receiver it's like wow these guys are really really good in college where did they go where are they at? I don't, I don't know. Where they at. So Alabama quarterbacks. You don't really oh, see that's, those. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I love yeah, I love him too, because he also for his size, when he hits you, you know he's hitting you. He's a hammer. <laughs> that's what I like the most about him. All right. So here's what we're gonna do before we get you out of here is just play a little game where we power rank some of the draft prospects. Now you gave me a little bit of foreshadowing with one of the names that I had on here. Gotcha, so okay. I picked I picked three names that have been popping up a lot with the Cowboys. So I'll let both of you guys power rank these these three. How we usually do it is three to one. So three being the least attractive to first being the guy you desire the most. Okay. So I'll give you guys three names and then you guys rank them for me. So I have Sertan, Parsons, and Slater. You've got those three. Who would like to go first? Should we let the guests go. go first? Oh, Kyle, you, you want, want to go first? Go first. <laughs> or I'll go. Or I'll go. I'll go. Okay, yeah, Kevin, okay, you want to go. Let me go last. Let me go last. All right. All right. Um, so, are, am I ranking this in reality of coming to Dallas, or just how I how I want them, how I like them? Um, I mean, you kind of have to compile both of those aspects, right? You know, like okay, you're, you're, to, we are in the shoes of the Cowboys front office. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Say right. they're at pick eight, and these guys are still on the board, and you're saying, "All right, we need to make a decision soon." We like these three guys. Okay, where could we go? Got All it. right. Um, I'm gonna go Micah Parsons three because, like Kyle said, don't pick a linebacker at ten, even though he is different, um, and he can do really a good. lot of different things. I do like him. I'm gonna put Micah at three. I'm gonna put Sertan at two. I, I just it. It fears me that getting Sertan at 10 is, is a bit of a reach. And I'm going to go Slater at one because I think he is an animal. I think he's a mauler. I think he could be a day one starter for this team, and they need help. I've been screaming it all year. This is not 2016 anymore. This offensive line is not elite anymore. Help rebuild it. So I, I'm, I will say this. I'm a little bit of a wimp sometimes on my shows because – Everybody around me, it feels like it's 2016 sometimes, like that. And I said it in training camp, and I got killed for it on Twitter. Killed for it. Because I looked at this offensive line in training camp, and of course I was one of the few that got to actually watch training camp, but it was also my first year too. 
And so I was a little like, okay, like I didn't have the confidence in myself, but now I do. I have all the confidence. You're right. I was saying you're right. You were totally right because I, I I tweeted it out and I said, this offensive line doesn't look good. This offensive line does not look clean. This is not the same offensive line. And everybody's like, oh, it's because we brought in Dontari Poe. This defensive line's good. Uh, Everton Griffin's here. Hot no, boys. How that worked out. Yeah, that didn't work out. This offensive line's not as good as it used to be. Even whenever it's healthy, it's not as good as it used to be. And, and I'm, that's not it against Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith is better than Brandon Ine and Terrence Steele. However, the, the end of his rope is coming. And I think it's coming quicker than Cowboys fans and maybe even Cowboys front office are willing to admit. So my rankings out of those three guys are exactly the same. It's Parsons three, Sertan two, it's Slater one. And the reason I'm so high on Slater, like you said, one, he's a mauler. He's a badass. He's going to come in and start for you, not at tackle. He's going to come play guard for you. And guess what that offensive line is going to look like? Even if it's not the same looking offensive line, you have Tyron Smith, Rashawn Slater, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin and Lyle Collins. Ooh, that gets me excited. Thinking about the possibility of that offensive line, because if Tyron Smith's 70% of what Tyron Smith used to be, then Connor Williams next to him is not going to help anything. Connor Williams is not going to help a a single bit. But if you have a guy like Rashawn Slater that's going to sit right there next to Tyron Smith, all of a sudden you're cooking with gas and you're he can at least have a little bit of help to his right if things go wrong. And I think that's what Slater presents. Then whenever Tyron Smith decides to either hang it up or he goes elsewhere, not in Dallas, Rashawn Slater kicks out the left tackle and you're good for the next six years. So I think that's the pick you make at 10. Plus, it's hard to find an offensive tackle later in the draft. There are some guys like an Elijah Vera Tucker uh, from USC, there's some different guys like a Liam Eikenberg or an Alex Leatherwood that you can maybe get in the second or the third round, but there's also corners that you can get in the second, third round. There are safeties you can get in the second or the third that are going to come in and play really well for you. I just don't think you can find that kind of day one starter difference maker like a Rashawn Slater would be in the third round, but you can find a starting corner in the third round. And so that's that's where I make the the decision. I think Patrick Sertan's a hell of a player. If Patrick Sertan ends up being the pick, I'm cool with it. It'll ha- it'll happen. We'll roll with it. And I think him and Trayvon Diggs will be really good together for quite some time. But I think if that's the three that's there, it has to be Rashawn Slater just because of the potential of that offensive line, the investments you've made on that offensive side of the football. Look at these three guys up here. They all have top contracts for their team or for the NFL for their position. So you got to protect your your investments, and I think that's something that the Cowboys have to think about if, if Rashawn Slater is there. I, I'm I'm just dropping my mic because that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. So the running joke we have is that eventually we do so many podcasts together that Kevin and I, our brains start to sink and we start saying the same yeah. things. I think you guys are starting to spend so much time together with these interviews <laughs> and it's starting to sync up with you two as well. Love it. It's just Ball that in. simple. That's what it is, and and. Cowboys fans are so stuck on defense, and I get it. The defense was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. I also think Dan Quinn's going to help the defense. I don't think he's going to solve everything. Don't get me wrong. That defense is going to have holes. But if you can go from the 32nd-ranked defense to the 23rd-ranked defense and have an offense that scores 35 to 40 points a game, I think, be okay. I, think I would take it. And I still think there is going to be some interesting free agent names out there that they're going to be able to get. Not superstars, but there's a lot of guys out there that are going to have to take one-year deals 
that is going to help plug some of those holes. Yeah, and people are going to be scared for that too because of what happened last year whenever you had three guys barely make it out of training camp. And yep. one of those guys is coming back and Maurice Kennedy. Maybe Gerald McCoy comes back. Maybe. I don't know really exactly what he would bring from a, a player standpoint. He looked really good in training camp last year prior to the injury. But uh, it is, it's going to scare Cowboys fans a lot. Um, oh, there's some guys out there we can get for cheap. Don't worry. They'll come in and play really well. Like they're going to roll their eyes and say, no, we need to draft somebody, which is fair. It's but, the ha ha uh, fix. Yeah. I was excited about hot Clinton Dix. And then I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Darian Thompson happened. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, Kyle, let everybody know how they can follow you on Twitter, where they can listen to you, where they can watch you before we get you out of here. Yeah, Draft Show every Tuesday, Thursday on DallasCowboys.com and on the Draft Show Twitter account, 10 a.m. Central Time is when we get things kicked off there. ton of fun on that show. I'm also on Talking Cowboys, which is on Mondays at uh, at 11.30 a.m. Central Time, and we talk all Cowboys there. So for those Eagles fans that want to listen to draft stuff, just listen to the draft show. Don't come to Talking Cowboys. It's not as not as fun for you, I don't think. But, uh, but yeah, we have a lot of fun in there as well. And then I'm on the Blitz. I'm on Twitter at Kyle underscore Yeomans, and you can find me on there all the time. I'm always tweeting about dumb stuff with the Cowboys and then, of course, North Texas stuff because I'm a – proud North Texas grad and we're in March madness. Thank goodness for the first time in 11 years. So pretty pumped about that, but, uh, but yeah, follow me and, and we'll have some fun together. Boom. You got anything left, Aiden? No, I'm good. I appreciate you coming on reoccurring guest, friend of the program. Always a good time. Your guys' brains have synchronized at this point so well that we'll definitely have to have you on again. <laughs> Love it. Anytime. Can't wait. Can't wait to see you rocking the birds verse boys shirt. Thank you, uh-huh. Kyle. All right, let's get into our TikToks of the night. We have two because so much is going on in the NFL world with the start of the new offseason officially. So both are tied into free agency. We have one specific player that we're going to focus on, and then we're going to talk about our favorite free agency signings as a whole. So producer Vince, come on in. I'm sure TikTok is not going to miss what your favorite free agency signings were. I'm sure you have something stockpiled and ready to go for that mm-hmm. it's been it's been a crazy couple of days and some giant names have signed and i can't wait to talk about it. some blockbuster deals that i'm Huge sure you're name. ready to talk about <laughs> before we do there's one specific player that we've brought up on this podcast before and a team that we've talked about a lot so let's do the destination for this player first before we get into our next tiktok so first tiktok destinations for juju smith schuster top three I'll start. We'll do our normal triangle. So at three, and this one might be kind of a joke, but I have the Bengals. I think it would just be really funny if he went to a division rival. They have the cap space and have to fill AJ Green's spot and help Joe Burrow out. So it's not the most preposterous thing, but it would certainly be pretty funny. I don't think I love that. Maybe they won't snag Jamar Chase in front of you either. If they don't go offensive linemen, they're like, are you kidding me? Everyone mm-hmm. in that front office should be fired. The ushers who take tickets should be fired if they don't go offensive line. Yeah, they're drafting that that peeny swell guy, right? <laughs> Oregon peeny swell, little little weenie peeny swell. All right, my number three here. This may be coming completely out of left field because it kind of is. I'm going to go Seattle here. If they're going to keep Russ, and apparently they wanted a zillion picks for him. Um, give him some more weapons. Can you imagine Juju 
coming in with DK Metcalf, I mean, and Tyler Lockett, they could be they could have some serious issues for defenses. So I'm going to go Seattle three for me. I had each of your two number three teams as my number three team before I deleted them and put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number three. I think uh, a re, <laughs> I think reuniting Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster needs to happen, and I think it'll be great to see, you know, how good the Bucks do with those two in the locker room. <laughs> Wouldn't backfire at all. No, no. Tom's there. Nothing can backfire. Nothing can backfire. That might that that's one of those moves you make just to see how far you can push it. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. nothing backfires when he's the quarterback. Like let's push it. Let's throw as much gasoline on the fire as we can. Yep. Is anything yep. more Florida than having Juju and Antonio Brown on your team? It's and like Rock. <laughs> true. Florida man dances on other teams' logo, and also Florida man does something crazy. Yes, I can't. With, I, I can't even predict what the next thing Antonio Brown does is. Nobody's have you seen that video what? where he? Have you seen that video where he farts on his doctor and starts cracking up? Yes. Did he get favorite. sued for that? It was like in that string where he got sued about eight straight times. Yeah, pro- he probably did. I'm pretty sure he did. He's yeah. He would like fart and then pretend that it was like something that a nine year old would do. Breaking news: uh, Patrick Peterson has signed. Guess where? Take Cowboys. It. No, wish. Vince? Cowboys. Uh, um, um, I didn't get the update. I don't know. Um, Washington. Um, um, um Washington. <laughs> one of uh, one of Aiden's favorite colors in the NFL. My favorite Bengals. colors. Bengals. What? Hold on. What's my favorite color? The Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> He's gonna look so bad in purple. Oh, that poor guy. Continue. All right. Let's let's get back into the juju thing. Speaking of Florida, my number two. I have the Miami Dolphins. Can absolutely see Juju in the Miami Dolphins uniform. He seems like a Miami guy because all you do is like dance and have a good time, and you don't care about winning. So it sounds like Juju, and they have enough cap space to pull it off. They probably want somebody on the opposite side of Devontae Parker. And you get uh, uh, Antonio Brown and Juju in the same state. Yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> Only uh, thing better is if they're in the same division and played each other all the time. That would be phenomenal. Uh, number two for me is the Carolina Panthers. I feel like he would be great for Matt Rule for that offense. And if they're still trying somehow to get Deshaun there too, that's another amazing weapon that he would have there. But I just I feel like Matt Rule is building a winner down there and adding Juju there would just be a next step. Here's the issue with that. Juju went to USC, not Temple. Yeah. So I don't know if legally they're allowed to sign him. True. Uh, so Aiden foreshadowed a little bit, and then I guess your pick was also kind of for not foreshadowing, but kind of in the same theme. At number two, I have the Saints. Uh, can you just imagine Michael Thomas and Juju? That'd be insane. They don't have a quarterback, but at least they would have two amazing wide receivers. Then two of the guys who get James would just be chucking it up to them nonstop. That's true. He would have. He'd be that fantasy, like that fantasy football weapon again, where he gets like seventy points, even though he has like twelve interceptions. Yep. I was about to say, first he went thirty for thirty. With those two, he might be able to do forty for forty. Let's see if we can do it. <laughs> All right. And at my number he's like the, one, he's, I, the, he's the Mike Trout of football. Okay. 
at my number one, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think uh, that would be this year's Nelson Aguilar for them, where they come in with a guy with bad PR, and then he has an outstanding season and gets paid somewhere else. So at number one, I have Juju Smith-Schuster going to the Raiders. Do not hate that at all. Number one for me, someone you touched on, I am going Miami Dolphins. Get him down to Miami. This is a fun team on the brink. Uh, he would help out Tua or whoever their quarterback is going to be. Uh, Juju to Miami, my number one. At my number one, I have the Philadelphia Eagles, baby. Get him in here. Replace the weapon that you lost in Marquise Goodwin. <laughs> Godwin Goodwin. I don't even remember his name. He <laughs> played so well for you, the Eagles. <laughs> replace the weapon you lost in him. And, you know, let's let's go win a Super Bowl. Why not? And Alshon. And Alshon. Mm. I feel like Marquise, Marquise, good Godwin was more of a loss than Alshon. Yeah, even though he never played, it was still more devastating what? to the team. Do you remember how yeah. good we were supposed to be this year? This is random, but do you remember how oh. good we were supposed to be? Yeah, remember when they, everyone was like, "Wow, they have a lot of speed now. They might be good." And then it was like, "Wait a second, none of them are actually good. Nothing. They just run really fast." Back when we were excited, we had we got. First of all, what's his name? Before I keep saying it, do we know it? I think what's it's Marquis Goodwin. 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 Okay. It's, so we got uh, him. I'm, we got the track star. We got Jalen Rager, and we got John uh, John Hightower and Deshaun, who are all supposed to be like barn burners. We're gonna have all this speed. We're gonna have such a good wide receiver core, and then we trade our quarterback. <laughs> none, of, none of them even played. Deshaun nope. got hurt again. <laughs> twice Marquis hopped it out they put in john hightower that guy was a bum they're like all right that won't work <laughs> we were right back where we started Jalen regger got hurt before the season started like we were right back to where we, and alshon was rehabbing again mm-hmm. <laughs> they literally went right back to greg ward in two it's weeks great. loved it it's and just fun the end, they were like, like <laughs> you know who the problem was carson what a dick that guy was <laughs> What a joke. <laughs> I enjoyed all of it. Oh, Honestly, I didn't hate it either. It was fun to watch. It's comical. It's fun. If you can't laugh at yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and if you can't laugh at that train wreck, then I don't know. All right. All right let's gentlemen, transition you want to get second? To, yeah, let's go to the second one. Transition to the teams that are actually having good off seasons and a little bit more active than our teams, I'm assuming, will pop up here. So. We are doing top three free agency signings for teams thus far. I want to put my disclaimer. Thus far, there's still a lot of people out there. Yeah, we were recording this at 8.30 on Wednesday night. So if someone signs in 15 minutes, don't don't kill us, you know. Mm -hmm. Juju, please do not sign tonight. (laughs) Yeah, please don't. All right, we'll do the same triangle as before. So I'll start at three. I have Bud Dupree going to the Titans. I feel like this was them kind of making up for the Jadavion Clowney signing last year that didn't work, but now they probably hit it this time. Love that. Love that move for them. Uh, three for me, Emmanuel Sanders going to the Bills. He proved he can still uh, still got a little juice left and heading up to Buffalo. I think he is going to be perfect for that offense. Wait, I had, I had that written down. That's the one that – hold on. Hold on, getting it there. Wait, close there. It scribbled out Emmanuel Sanders. And this is his 32nd team. Did he hit them all? Yeah, he's getting pretty yeah. close. He is, he is getting pretty close. 
He's been and uh, he's been productive everywhere he goes. Just behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, so a lot of big names signed. You know, blockbuster deals. A lot of fun the last couple of days. And my number three top free agent signing is Tyrod Taylor going to the Texans. I love that deal for the Texans. I guess. I guess. Good to see that he's alive. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't get stabbed in the neck with a knife again. Yeah, you ever seen the show where like someone gets like shot or something? They're like, you got to puncture the lung. He's bleeding into his lungs. That's what they did to him on the sideline. Mm-hmm. It's funny. He got stabbed, legitimately stabbed, and thought to himself, the place that I want to go next is the Houston Texans. <laughs> I feel like that might backfire. <laughs> He's going to be like, I missed when I got stabbed. Right? There might not have been... There might not have been anybody else calling. Getting stabbed in the lung, playing for the Houston Texans. And is anyone more a human contingency plan than Tyron Taylor? No. That's what but he I'll is get, everywhere he goes. I'll tell you what, he is the perfect guy for like, all right, you have a rookie quarterback. That you know, is he going to be ready right away? You don't know, so you do have that contingency plan. He's perfect for that. Keeps getting yep. paid doing it, so good for him. Yep. All right, and number two, I have Hassan Reddick going to the Panthers. He came on strong, had a huge year, had 12 and a half sacks for, for the Cardinals. I thought he was one of the most underrated players of last year. And then going to a Panthers team that completely revamped their defense, I think their defense is going to be a lot better this year. So it was a big signing for them. Number two for me, I'm going coming out of retirement, coming out of the Rocks uh, show on TV, Kyle Long going to the Kansas City Chiefs. The dude is in great shape. He's going to bring leadership to that line. They just lost both of their tackles. He can play guard. He can play tackle. He's going to be like the Chris Long of the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl run. Great ring chasing. Good for him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Why not? Get to go out of Chicago, get to a nice warm city like Kansas City, and Go get yourself a ring. Mm-hmm. I feel good for anyone that gets out of Chicago, though, honestly. Yeah. Hey, downtown Chicago is a beautiful place. Okay. The Bears, though. But the Bears is like it's great no. stadium. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two, I almost said the Patriots because I was looking at my list and I forgot what list we were doing. Um, so at number two, gigantic signing that I think flew a little bit under the radar. The Jets signed special teamer Justin Hardy. He's going to be a great weapon for them on special teams. He had 47 tackles or something last year. I think this is a great signing for them. Or something. something. Like, did he have 47 tackles or what? I think. I I think that's what I saw. What do you mean you think? You know, I was was researching this. You don't commit stats to memory. You just kind of remember them. Just, just kind of okay fair enough i, I do have I a question it. how are we 14 minutes into TikToks? i don't know i don't I think know we're, i keep I get like we're going sad. yeah we're going right here and then me and aiden are like let's go all the way over here yeah let's, let's keep not... it here sorry <laughs> yeah our base our base of the triangle is trying to keep us together triangle is the strongest well, hey, you're, you're, the, you're the producer and always like let's keep it to 45 minutes and we have a guest and we're 15 minutes in to just the tiktoks i'm really sorry I'm always like i'm always like guys let's keep it short and then whenever i come on it's like twice as two long hour as show be. kevin yeah, when like, he came on him and eddie had the longest episode yeah i yeah it's like an hour I, and 20 minutes <laughs> all right all right um where are we number i'm raining number one 
Number one, I'll be quick. I like mine a lot. Uh, number one, I have Hunter Henry going to the Patriots. I loved Hunter Henry before. I think he was a not just a great fantasy tight end, but a great tight end. Is there any any sense in your mind that he won't be a star under Bill yes. Belichick and the Patriots? I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that he will be the next star in New England. He's a walking torn ACL. That's my only oh. issue. He does get hurt, but it's Patriots it, don't get hurt though. People exactly. in Patriots don't get hurt. Chargers get hurt. Patriots, mm-hmm. everything works out in your favor. True. The Chargers get stabbed. <laughs> Number one for me, uh, AJ Green going down to the Cardinals. I we love the Cardinals. I hope this means that Larry Fitzgerald is going to stay for another year and and put the two old guys together. Those three weapons together down there. Oh God, yeah, AJ Green you, might not be the you, most flashy signing. Can't do what he used to do, but I love it. I think he's going to look sexy that, in Arizona yeah. colors. Can you imagine how fun that uh, wide receiver room is going to be. Yeah. yeah. And, and imagine who who's their like the number four receiver. Do they they don't have AJ Green? Mm-hmm. Is Christian Kirk Christian Kirk is he still on that team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can you imagine think, how fun that's gonna be for him? Yeah, I was supposed to say I think at this point yeah. he's their number two wide receiver, which is great. If, that's true. If he's in your if, like if you can get him on like a dynasty fantasy football league, he's gonna be if like he's being taught by Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre yep. Hopkins, and AJ yep. Green. Like he's gonna be great in three to four years. And yep. let's get back on track here. Number one. <laughs> Biggest signing of the the week so far. I have the Bills closing on punter Matt Hack. Love it. Love it. According to Pat McAfee, he bombs balls. So good for the Bills. Good for the Bills. That's going to put them over the top against Kansas City next year. Mm-hmm. All right. So that wraps up our two TikToks of the night. Where's Juju going? We will find out. And those were some of the big signings this week. A lot more to come. I'm sure we'll be talking about it next week. Thank you again to Kyle Humans for tonight. Again, friend of the program. Awesome. Very knowledgeable. Kid is a stud. Rising star. Mm-hmm. Like You'll probably see him on national TV doing these shows one day. Yes. And then, again, Saturday, Vigit Challenge. Switching it up a little bit. Talking March Madness instead of the NFL. And but- no one is giving Aiden or I any chance to win this thing. No respect for us. I think, I mean, we dug our own grave by doing being the, becoming the football guys. But I'm fine with that. I'm fine with you that, know? too. Uh, when the, the expectations are lowest is when Philly teams perform the best. So that is the mindset that I'm taking. Uh, so thank you again. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple. Five stars, please. And be on the lookout. We've got more guests coming up as we inch closer to the draft. Drink stateside vodka. Enjoy your weekend. Hope everyone enjoyed their St. Patty's Day yesterday or two days ago or three days ago or four days ago or five days ago, depending on when you listen to this. Who all seen Andy Dalton say, yeah? (laughs) Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got to... Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Be the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.